Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our Radio Bombdad listeners. Uh, this is Dr. Saide Malik Afsali speaking. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrati. And our today topic is what does it mean to feel good? And I know Dr. Andrade talks to his patients, um, and I'm sure Dr. Rockers as well. We often um, talk about this even casually and professionally. So I want to give it to Dr. Andrade, and uh, we start. Hi, this is Dr. Alex Andrade. I was just thinking, I know Daniel is one for small talk and, you know, just casual every day, kind of how the weather conversation. You know. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. How's the weather? How are you doing? No, I think it's one of those questions. It's, and I know we've talked about this a little bit before. Uh, if you just ask somebody how they're doing and they say how they're, you know, oh, I'm good. Uh, but uh, it's kind of more of a pleasantry than it is a actual explanation of how one's doing. But I think it's a great question. You know, what does it mean to feel good? I think a lot of times we know what it feels like to feel bad or not so good. And that's something that we can kind of focus on sometimes more than when we're feeling just good. I think of good as okay, kind of content, maybe not even happy necessarily, but just feeling comfortable, okay, all right. I think a lot of times there's emphasis to feel really good or things being really good and, and telling other people, oh yeah, things are great. Everything is excellent. Things are you know, going so good. It's just amazing. It's like, well okay, that sounds like you're living your best life constantly. But uh, I find a lot of times in real life, we get bored. We're bored. There's not a lot going on. We're just kind of relaxing, maybe comfortable. And so, yeah, I think of good as just, you know, that kind of okay place to be. I think it, I think of good as like when you're sitting on the couch and you're just, okay, you're comfortable. You're not hot. You're not cold. You know, you're not hungry. You're not thirsty. You're just, you're good. You're there. What about you guys? What do you think of when you think of feeling good? I was just thinking our perception of good is um, very different. And some people probably have even better life than those that they think they're feeling good. They have a good day. So it's the perception. Maybe our expectation is more than what it's supposed to be. So that's why some people, they don't feel like they have a good day or um, you know, they, they don't even maybe see that they're feeling good and they have a good life, but their perception and expectation is different. That's why they don't show like they, they have a good time or they have a good day. So depending on what our expectation is, I think, you know, some people are really just like low key in life and anything that is okay is good enough for them. But some people, regardless of how good maybe their life is, 
um, they're not satisfied. That's why they don't feel good enough. I think that, this is Dr. Rockers, I think that the question invites, like, when you say, well, how are you, or how was your day, or how was your golf game, that question really invites, unfortunately, this generalization of experience. So if somebody says, well, how would you, how'd you play golf on uh, Saturday? And then my response might be, well, it was pretty good, or mm, it was really rotten. But what we're doing, what I think it's a problem because we gloss over, if we say it was pretty rotten, we're automatically glossing over any of those highlight experiences and focusing and labeling the whole thing as it was pretty rotten. When if we had a more of an open mind look, we would know that some parts of it were pretty rotten and some parts of it actually felt really good. But unfortunately, we can miss those good points if we say, wow, it's really rotten. This, I think, is the basis of either starting depression or maintaining depression. It's a generalization of experience. And unfortunately, I think we do that a little bit too much to the point where it's like, hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. And that's the chit chat that I don't really care for too much. It's like, uh, I guess it can get things going. And sometimes I do do it, or I would say tolerate it. But generally in my sessions, I just say, let's not do that because it's actually wasting some of our time here getting going. Let's jump right in. Yeah, it's too general. It's too general. I agree. It's too broad. Not authentic, probably even most of the time. I think it's not authentic. That's well stated. I wanted to add to something you said, too. It's one of those things I always like to ask the question when somebody says, oh, it was good. I always like to say, well, we know it makes a bad day. What makes a good day? Like what? Give me like some it. of the details. Like what? What did that entail? Well, I woke up. I wasn't too tired. And, you know, I ate and I enjoyed my meal. And, you know, the thing, the day felt like a good pace, you know, and so those things that we perceived and experienced, as well as even sometimes those things that we did, where I think sometimes when we think of a bad day, it's this almost like this thing that's happening to me. Uh, we're, we're a victim of the day. We're, we're, we're lost to the day. It just it, it barrels over us versus us saying, well, what not only happened in a good day, but what did I make happen? And I like to encourage that because it's nice. like, well, yeah, we can continue. We can continue to try to do those things that make a good day, even if the day doesn't start off so well. So I always like to say, well, what makes a good morning? What makes a good afternoon? What makes a good evening? We don't have to, we don't have to surrender the whole day and say, ah, yeah, you know, the morning was crappy. It's going to be a bad day. It's like, well, let's, let's see. What, what can we do to maybe make a good afternoon, uh, maybe a better evening? Not to say that it always comes to fruition, but you know, if we don't try, then we know what happens, <laughs> nothing probably. So it's, it's worth kind of saying, well, what makes a good day for you? But I think that the focal point, I think you're, you're really onto something there. The focal point can be what Saide said, and it can be our perception. And that doesn't mean falsifying something to ourselves, but it means what do we focus on? There have been days when I came off of the golf course, and if you look at my score, you would say, oh, wow, must have been a pretty rotten day. But I would come back and say, that was a good day. And it's because I was focusing on something else, like how well I hit the ball, how well I would strike, or what something I learned. 
that's going to help me in the future to move forward. So making a good day or a bad day doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it's all rainbows and unicorns and everything's so great. It can be, at least from what I'm seeing, you know, if I learn something new, that's going to be helpful. That's a big score because I know these things are going to accumulate into the future. So I think perspective, like you said, Saida, it's a very important piece. And like your question, Alex, what you said is what makes a good day? Because that invites a focus on those positive yeah. aspects. Mm -hmm. And often when you ask the patients, what was it like when you had a good day? You know, so then when they go back and they describe it, then you see that it wasn't anything spectacular. It was just the feeling good that brought those good memories. You know what I mean? It's like when you feel good, everything seems it's good. Yeah. But when you don't feel good, things are not um, looking good, you know, because it's again, what goes on in your mind. I think that's the main thing that what does your mind is telling you now? We go by that often because you get up and, and you're tired, something that caused you to go down the rain and um, you're not really upbeat and you just you just go down. Everything that day seems like it's not good, although things are regular like other days. And similarly to like uh, Daniel, that idea of what makes a good day. You know, that question, sometimes people will be like, I, you know what, I don't know. It, you know, I just, I just said that, you know, I said that because I was supposed to, and that's what people say. It's like, and that I think also invites, you know, your actual experience in that way. And I find it's tricky. I always like to ask, I, I get excited to ask that question when people say they're, they're having a good day or things are going well, because I find more often when you ask somebody, you know, how are you doing or what's going on? they can be really quick to name all the, the negative things and all the things that, you know, really add to the day being really difficult. But I find sometimes it's hard to draw from a previous experience that was good. Like, oh yeah, last week was good. And I'll be like, oh, well, what was going on there? And they're like, I don't know. It just, I mean, I didn't feel this way. So it must've been better. It's like, all right, well, okay. Like, <laughs> it's like, what about that day? What stood out uh, where if it's in that moment, they're feeling good. Like, oh, let's, Let's capitalize on that. Let's like draw from this present emotion, this present experience that you're having and the perception of it too. Yeah. The other thing too, it's so important, which you touched on just there is that it often can be presented as, I, I don't know, I didn't have any control over it. It just happened to be good. In other words, I don't have any power or agency in this thing. And it's good to learn, you know what, we actually can direct our perceptive faculties in such a way that we can focus on the good things. A lot of times what I um, talk to my patients about is what I call breakthrough moments. You know, it's think about like a cloudy day and that every so often the sun might break through the clouds and sun shines for a bit. If we're going through depression, if we're going through difficult times, breakthrough moments are still happening. But if we just blanket our whole experience of it was a rotten day, we miss those and we don't benefit from those. So if we can bring our awareness into those moments, then we can carry those through and be more alert to them on the next day and on the next day and things can gradually accumulate. So again, back to expectations. When our expectation is everything has to be super wonderful and, and that way I can feel good, you know? So 
obviously, um, there are days that they're not super wonderful and things are not as um, straightforward or, um, you know, the, the route is not always um, without any rocks or without any pebbles or without any, you know, whatever you can think of. So if you, your expectation is that things are not going to be always to your favor, what makes you from that is the most important. If the route is cloud is uh, full of pebble, full of rocks, then what do you do? You mean one by one, you go through and that's the expectation that there's sometimes rough times and I have to just make it by thinking through how I can get this um, done um, or how I can just go through this situation by thinking of what is, um, I mean, there's nothing always 100% bad or 100% good. Life is mixed with these things. So what do I make out of that? I know we got to our first break, so we come back and we continue our conversation regarding what makes a good day or what makes you feel good about something. So we come back and we continue our conversation. and Dr. Alexander. Um, and um, if you just turn on your radio, you're listening to us, the first part of our conversation, we're talking about what makes what makes a good um, day. Um, so um, I um, just wanted to continue that conversation and uh, our perception is important, our expectation is important. So we continue um, talking about what makes a good day. Reminds me, there was a theorist by the name of uh, Winnicott, and he talks about this uh, term, the good enough mother. And that was something that always resonated, this idea of like good enough, like 
substantial, you know, it, it meets the, the level that it's supposed to be at. And I always think of like, I always give the example, like of a glass of water. Uh, if we were to say, well, give me enough, we would say, okay, well, let's fill it up. Probably not all the way to the top because you'll spill it and not over, but kind of maybe a little bit right below. Because a lot of times they think this idea of being enough, which like, well, I need to give more. It's like, well, we wouldn't do that with a glass of water. You'd spill it and you make a mess. That would be problematic to give more than enough. But what about kind of finding this range that actually is sufficient? It's not maybe 120%. It's maybe not, you know, 20, you know, 20%, but maybe, you know, 80, 90%, somewhere near kind of the level it needs to be. And I think for a lot of people, we, we, and I think in society, we strive for more than, more than, bigger. And so we can sometimes struggle to even say that we can feel even good enough in that way. And knowing that even if we're not excelling to this high degree, that that could still be okay, that that can still be sustaining, that can still give us something, it could still be meaningful. So I, that's what I always think of the idea of feeling good. It's not happy, the, you know, ecstatic and, you know, to this, you know, insane degree. And it's also not really down and depressed and dark, but kind of in an okay place. And also, I was just uh, thinking when you are present to moment, um, you are actually focusing on where you are and um, what we are doing. I guess sometimes our mind goes all different places and that's how the worry, the, um, you know, things that we haven't done or we haven't been successful about or being afraid of trying something new. Rather, when you're focused and you're present to the moment and whatever you're doing, it makes a huge difference. And just thinking of maybe doing something um, simple and less, it makes your day different than wanting to do more, wanting to get things done. And all of a sudden the worriness, the anxiety comes. But then when you're present to the moment, it, it's actually things are different, you know, because your mind is not going everywhere to take the energy away from you. But when you're focused to the moment, you have more energy and believing in yourself. It brings a good day because when you believe in yourself, you often think you're able, you're capable, but it's always your mind when it goes to a different direction that takes energy away and maybe that causes you to think differently. Alex, great idea in terms of the um, good enough thing. I like that. Is this glass of water enough? Yeah, I think it's it's just, it's kind of simplistic, but I mean, it, it speaks to this idea that to be okay, to be good. Uh, and again, I think it's an experience kind of as I was mentioning experience that we don't, we don't really embrace. We, we're kind of focused on feeling better or are feeling, you know, just happy. And I always say we have to start with kind of okay, you know, the kind of contentment, maybe moving towards good and then maybe towards happiness. And I always think along those lines too, happiness is, it's not a, 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 a longer state compared to feeling good. For example, I mean, we, we can have moments of happiness and that may last five minutes, 10 minutes, but to feel good, I always think of good as, as something that can last even longer. 
it allows us, it's a feeling that can be sustained for a, a longer duration of time. And we can uh, allow ourselves to really embrace it without expectation of it not being higher and, and realizing that it could be lower as well. So I kind of see it as that middle ground almost. You know, it's an interesting thing. And in order to know good feeling, we have to have bad feeling. Because if the feeling is the same all the time, like let's say what we think of as good right now. And if I start to achieve that today and all day today and all day tomorrow and every day from now on, then I don't have any conception of what's good and what's bad because I'll get used to that as being the normal. And I will want something that is a little more than that. And when there's something less than that, that will seem like a bad day. So that whatever that is, in order to know something is good, it means something is different in a better way than what I have now. And in order to do that, I have to know something that's not as good. And sometimes we forget about the hierarchy of needs. You know, when, um, you know, we have our shelter, we have our security, we have our safety, our social life. um, And then we get to self-actualization as Maslow said. I was just thinking, you know, some there's some people that they don't have a safe life. Imagine you're in that situation. Then your days are not even safe. So you're worried about the safety of you and your family, but we are sitting here in a safe place. We have um, our shelter in place. We have our food on the table. We are having a safe and secure life. And then we are thinking of, do I have a good day or do I not have a good day? What is my social life like? But there are people who have daily turbulence in their life regarding the safety. Imagine you're living in that situation, then think of what is a good day like, you know? So we are talking about different levels of living also when you think of um, feeling good or feeling bad, because there's some people that they say, if one day there's no shooting in my neighborhood, it's a good day. You know, that there are people that they live in that sort of life. And I have met with some of these people that um, they they just say if they're last night, I could sleep because there wasn't any shooting or there wasn't any turbulence in the neighborhood or there wasn't a police siren in the neighborhood. So compare a big range of, you know, lifestyle. And then we can talk about a good day or a bad day. And and sometimes we don't realize that there are people that they have everything in their life for a safe, comfortable life, but the mind goes all different directions rather than appreciating having a safe life, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Scattered mind is uh, can be problematic. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking just what Daniel said, too. We, we can get used to something, you know, we can get used to something where to not have shooting can be a good day where it's like for us, you know, uh, and for certain people, they'd be like, well, no, like you shouldn't have to endure that at all. Uh, and so, yeah, our expectations of what good can be can be defined by 
our environment, by our upbringing, uh, the people around us. So, yeah. And I think it speaks to the opposite too. You know, you could see somebody who quote unquote has it all, but yet isn't feeling good. You know, I've met people who have, you know, millions of dollars and huge house and things that people would say, oh, if I had those, I would be happy. And I I would never feel anything but ecstatic. But uh, yeah, we get used to things. We get used to our experience, the things in our life. And even how we define those emotional states that we experience, including feeling good. We see the same thing in, uh, at least in golf, and I'm sure in other sports too. So if my level is 100 handicap, let's say, or 90 handicap, and I think, oh my God, if I could get my handicap down to 80, then I would just be happy. And the reality is you would be happy if it suddenly happened all at once. And you'd be happy for a little while. But then once that became normal, you would want to have your handicap even a little bit lower. So, so the language you're speaking, Dan, I don't understand. What is a <laughs> handicap? <laughs> Can you explain? Okay. So in golf, unlike other sports, in golf, you want to get a lower score because your score is how many times you have to hit the ball to get it into the hole. And you do that on 18 different holes. So if you are 100, if your score is 100, then it took you 18 times whatever to get to 100. So I have that many strokes per hole. Okay. So that's the, and your handicap is roughly what your average score is. So that's what your, your handicap, you want your handicap. Generally, you want it to be lower. Mm-hmm. And imagine, like, you know, you're talking about golf brought this idea to me that for some people, even not making the score, as you said, may just cause not feeling you had a good day because you played golf and you didn't score the way you were expecting to have. So for someone who is in a situation that their life is in danger, they would laugh at this, that someone is upset about their score on a fun activity that they may just say, who cares if your score is this and that? I mean, just think about it. What a range we're talking about that people, yeah. I think probably they would laugh at it if they suddenly came from a war-torn area and then were on the golf course. But if they got out of the war-torn area and began playing golf every day and they weren't in the war-torn area, then after a while, then they would probably would get irritated that they weren't scoring at the certain Oh, level. exactly. No, absolutely. I'm just thinking, you know, just think about it, that what a range we're talking about. It's true. It's true. It's what, yeah, what are you accustomed to? Yeah. And then think about it. Uh, a lot of people that you talk to, they're upset for days about one statement they heard from someone they're associating with, or we deal with that in um, our sessions when people are suicidal because they heard something that hurt their feelings. I mean, what a range this is that what sort of expectations. Again, I go back to expectations. I go back to your mindset that, you know, the range of mindset and expectations brought 
um, so many people into different behavior, different reactions. And, and in psychology, we know that something negative sticks into your mind a lot more than something positive. And we even in one of our sessions talked about how many um, we talked about our emotions that how many negative emotions in words we have in comparison to positive words even in language we have twice as many words in negative emotions than positive emotions you know uh, along those lines too i always like to say our problems are our own so yeah we can look at our problems and somebody else can look at them and be like that's ridiculous you know like uh, why why is that a problem for you i'd be grateful to have those problems and i think similarly with our emotions what one person can say you know why are you focused on that why are you saying that's good like that's that should be glad to have that you know uh, that's what you're measuring is good and not so good but uh to ourselves where we're at we're, we're living our life. We're seeing the world through our own eyes. We're experiencing, uh, you know, those emotions in response to those things that are going on. We'll go to another break. Um, I want to say some words in Farsi or Persian language. Shanavandagana Azizah Radio Bamdad. Agi sedai maro az Radio Bamdad be zabane inglisi mishnavin. Maroos hai shambu ye shambu asate davazate ke badazor. با همکارانم دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندراده به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم اگه تازه رادیاتون رو باز کردین ما در دو قسمت بخش اول و دوم برنامهمون راجب این صحبت میکردیم که چقدر فاصله هست بین افکار انسان ها بین انتظاراتی که از زندگی داریم کسانی هستن که امنیت در زندگیشون نیست در جاهای زندگی میکنن که مرتبا جنگ و خونریزی و تیراندازی و پشتار هستش و کسانی هستن که در بهترین شرایط امنیتی زندگی میکنن اما اونهایی که در اون شرایط سخت زندگی میکنن ممکنه حتی از اینکه یک روز در اون شرایط نباشن خوشحال باشن ولی در مقابلش کسانی هستن که بهترین زندگی ها رو دارن ولی سیستم فکریشون جوریه که اگه یه چیزی خدشه دار بشه چقدر دوچار نگرانی و تزلزل میشن برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم Oh, 
دیگر از کجای این باور من سر بر نگردد سر Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alex Sanradi. This is Dr. Saide Malik speaking. Uh, we are talking about what is having a good day like or what is having a good feeling like. And uh, in psychology, we often talk about this because this is a huge range between, you know, just a small uh, success, a small uh, thing that makes us happy to a big range of expectations and having so many things in place in order to feel good. So we come back and uh, now we are the last part of our conversation. We continue our conversation. I, I, I have to say, I don't think we've gotten a, a Dr. Daniel Rocker's question this episode. And, and I know listeners are, are wondering, you know, what questions exists in the mind of Dr. Rockers. And I always, whenever you're not here, Daniel, I always try to put myself in your mindset and think. You're you know, channeling what, me. Yeah, I try to channel you. You know, what would Dr. Rockers ask in this moment in regards to feeling good? The, now that you're here, I don't have to, I don't have to channel you. I, I can just I'm right say here, all the things I just said. Exactly. Well, what does it say about us as human beings? that we have such difficulties with what is having a good day. What is it? What is the statement about us in general is my question. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know what, what does it say about our minds and our experience? You know, the first thing that came to mind for me is I give this example. Like our, we, I think on a, on a physiological level, we acclimate to things. And it's a part of our kind of human experience. Like we, we are, are physiologically, we need to do that. For example, I always give, you know, when we get dressed in the morning, we put our clothes on, right? And we feel our clothes at first. We really feel them a lot. But then as we start to go throughout the day, we don't even notice it anymore. It's just a part of us. And I think similarly, emotionally, we can sometimes just, you know, experience the emotions we experience. We just you know, it's a part of us. It's what we're experiencing. It's what we're going through. And so sometimes even those things that are comfortable, such as feeling good or okay, they, they don't really feel like a notable emotional state. We, we don't emphasize it in the same way that we do feeling bad or feeling really good. So I, I always think of feeling good as like this equilibrium in a way. And so I think on a physiological level, like we, we get used to comfortable kind of quickly. And it's until we're pushed to those extremes that we start to really experience something. I always say, 
you know, it's stress and, and frustration. They're one heck of a way to know, make you know you're alive, you know, but uh, why can't just feeling okay or good be a reminder of, yes, I'm alive right now, that, that I'm living life and that I'm going through it and that it's okay to feel okay. It's okay to feel good. That's what came up for me, at least when you asked that question. All right. Today, what about for you? For me, um, every day when you wake up and you realize that you still can experience life is a good day. You know, it's like, thank God I have another day. And this is really important to me that I wake up and I say, wow, this is great. I'm, I'm alive. And in general, every time I think about life, I feel like out of millions of a sperm, I could get to a point that I made it. And I'm very special that I'm, I'm alive. I, I could make it to, to live. And I think it's great to see the sunrise, to, to see the sunset, to just be here to experience. And I seriously see life that way. I know we all don't like to go through any turbulence, especially I think you know, for me, the most important part was when my parents passed. So I think at that point, I thought it's the matter of death and life. And you are losing someone who is your loved ones. That's the bad day. Although in many ways, we believe that that's life. You know, someone had a full life and passed. But, you know, looking at things that way, that as long as we have our loved ones, as long as I'm, I'm experiencing life, that for me is a good day. I mean, of course, there are so many things in life that you would like to happen, but I would do my best to make it happen. And if it doesn't work out, I try to deal with it. And that's how I see it. Is this thing that happens to us as humans is it the this it's essentially suffering that we have is this due to a uh, human nature that we have a sense of greed like i want more i want more if i if i get used to what i have mm-hmm. i want more i want more and if less happens than what i have then i'm bugged that bugs me I think it's human nature, partly, but also your perception again. You know, uh, if you are competing to get to the top, if a lot of it is your personality, it's not because there are people that they're satisfied with what they have. If it was human nature, you would see more people um, trying to race, trying to win, trying to, but not that many actually you see they're at that level that they're competing with their every piece of energy in their uh, you know in their brain but what I see is again back to what type of person you are and that's how you become either greedy or satisfied or wherever you are you're happy that's how I see it okay it looks like Alex has uh, some 
check in here. Yeah, well, I was just saying, I know we're talking about good, but I mean, that, that's an example of some great Dr. Rucker's questions. So, you know, that, that's that's what I get. That's what I get for asking for it. And so you, you delivered. Uh, no, that's a great question, Daniel. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think, I feel like greed, there's a negative connotation of the word greed, but I, I think there is that as people, I think as part of our species, we're, we're, we're encouraged to move forward. And so I think it's this, we're always wanting more. And, and there is this sense that we're not fully satisfied. And for some reason, when we are, when we, when we strive to get that thing, not only sometimes does it fall short, but then we're looking for the next thing. It reminds me when I was uh, near completion of my doctoral program, somebody told me, hey, you know, this is something that actually is pretty common among grad students. They actually get really depressed afterwards. And it's just like this thing you've been working for for so long. And then all of a sudden you don't have it anymore. You've achieved it, but now it's like you're done. And now what? And, you know, I know there was definitely times during that process where I was thinking, I will be nothing but happy forever if I don't ever have to do any of this work again or just have this level of intensity to the work that I am doing, staying up all night studying, doing all that. Like, no, how could I not be happy to not do these things? But uh, I think hearing that really helped me so that I didn't maybe fall into that trap as deeply. But I I did feel a, a sense of like loss and almost that, okay, well, now what? And, and it was not, it wasn't the, the, the happiness that I was expecting. It, it, you know, there was moments of happiness, as I mentioned, that I think people experience. but yeah, th- there was a, a, a larger, given the absence that was a lot more present. And so I think uh, as people were always striving, we're always wanting more. And even when we do exceed in amazing ways, there's continual kind of encouragement or pressure to keep moving forward, to keep striving. Uh, so I don't know if it's greed necessarily versus kind of this, I, I need to do more. We need to, to try for more. Do you think that anticipation of the goal is more pleasure than the attainment of the goal? Yes. Side A. I think the goal, re- the reaching the goal. <laughs> Are you, are you thinking about a specific goal side day? You got a little twinkle in your eye there. Yeah. No, seriously, it's, uh, I was just thinking, Alex, as you were talking about that, I, um, I, every time I have a goal, when I reach it, I'm super happy. And I always think of another goal. You're right. So in that way, it's not greed. It's actually motivation to have something else to reach at. It might not be something super great, but it's just something to do. For example, as you mentioned, when I was getting my doctoral again, everyone who has gone through dissertation, they know what a suffering time it is to finally get it done. And I remember I was just thinking, you know, I'm not going to have any other things to do. I just want this to reach that point to finally defend my dissertation, pass through this. But immediately after, you think of the next thing. It's, I guess, the goal, it's not greed, but it's just something, like for me, it's always learning. You know, I got my doctorate degree and I was thinking, oh, I want to learn Spanish language, or I wanted to do this. I mean, it's just, for some people it's learning, for some people it's money, for some people it's something else. So I think, that goal 
whatever it is, it's, I don't call that the greed. I just feel like that's human nature that you always want to achieve to whatever it's in your mind. I can't remember what, uh, I want to elaborate on my answer. Yes. Uh, I can't remember what research it is, but I remember it stayed with me where it actually showed that the things that make us happy don't make us as happy as we think they would. And similarly, the things that upset us or bother us don't impact us negatively as much as we think they would. And, and I always think of that because it kind of shows that we, we tend to kind of level out for the most part. But I think it speaks to that question, Daniel, where it's the striving. We envision that thing that makes us happy, you know, that it would really will truly make us happy. And it's a great idea, you know, I, and I think it's important because otherwise we, you know, we wouldn't try for so many things, but it's like, oh, this is going to bring me something. This is going to give me something and not just accolades or success or money, but a feeling, I think a lot of times. Uh, and I think it is worth, again, with this idea of, you know, focusing on, on the good, I think it is worth leaning into that and saying, yeah, that feels, I'm happy about that. I'm excited about that. And it feels good because that feeling of good is going to sustain us versus being like, well, I thought I'd be happier. It's like, well, no, you know, you're happy and you feel good in that, you know, can you, can you give that a little bit more space, a little bit more value? What about you, Dan? Um, I think the end, nice. That's very nice. Side a. I like how you switch that around. You slipped that right in there. Caught me right off guard. Hmm. Uh, somebody else is a questioner now. <laughs> I, I think that I think that if we don't make many efforts, then it is what Alex said, and that the anticipation of it is more than the actual goal. And the reason I say that is because the human mind has this great capacity to envision how great it's going to feel, which is what Alex was saying. And, you know, and it's unlimited when we can imagine how great it will feel, then the reality mm, doesn't really live up to that often. You know, it's like when somebody says, hey, you got to go see this movie. It's so great. It is the best movie I've ever seen. It really blew me away. And somebody else says, yeah, you got to go see this movie. It's so great. Got to see it. And so then a, an idea gets built up in your mind and then you go watch the movie and you're like, you know, that was pretty good, but I didn't get blown away by it. It's that kind of a thing, I think, that happens, the anticipation of it. I purposely, because of that, I purposely won't tell people, I'll say, listen, I really like it. I think it's really good. I think I think it's worth seeing. I want you to see it and, and let me know what you think. Because people will do that and they'll be like, oh, it's so good. And it gets built up. And then I'm like expecting so much. And, and if it doesn't kind of hit all those expectations, as good as the movie is, it's going to fall short. And so I, I think that's a great example. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, don't ever ask Daniel for movie recommendations because he's going <laughs> to, he's going to tell you how great and incredible it is. And yeah. <laughs> thing is so wonderful. <laughs> you know, to come back to the, uh, the achieving of a goal and the anticipation being more than the achieving of a goal. I think that's some of what the saying the point of the journey is not to arrive. I think the point of the journey is the journey and how we change and grow ourselves on the way to the goal. The goal, in a sense, is a byproduct. And it's really about, well, what, how do I do? What work did I do on the way there? 
What did I learn? How did I change on the way there? Then the achieving of the goal is a bonus. And the change that I went through to get to the goal is really the main thing. Interesting, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's it's the journey. It's not the destination. And I think that's why the, the what we're saying right now, exactly. But I, I think so often we envision, and I, and I think it's a message society perpetuates that once we, you know, once you buy this product, then you'll be happy. You have arrived. You mm-hmm. will have arrived. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think arrival is very important, but I think it's not something that is instantaneous. I don't think it's something that an object can give you, a position can give you, a title can give you, a job can give you. It's the things that help us arrive are the things that we work towards and strive for on a daily basis. It's all the work that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Who who was the social psychologist who said, I know his name started with Z, but I can't recall, that said, whatever you achieve in life, you don't remember as much because it's a checklist that you have done. But if you had a goal and you didn't achieve, you always remember. And you always in life, you know, you're not satisfied because you didn't achieve that goal. So, and it is true because, um, you know, it's just like a checklist, you know, you wanted to reach to this goal, oh, done, you know. But then if you didn't, fulfill the needs that you had or didn't achieve the goal you you really thrive for you always remember um i don't know that psychologist you said it starts with a z i i remember someone who had um i can't remember the name but it says i will find it if you guys uh, what was it a bloom of zygarnik 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 was the one who uh, yes, like, thank you. is named for her, which is an unfinished thing. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Yes. yes. And it weighs us down, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, I know you knew that I just had to say it really fast so I could mm-hmm. get in before you piped in. I you. was going to say I, I Good did job, purpose, I purposely to never, never learn any of the Z uh, theorist <laughs> or psychologist. Uh, you didn't get, I started I with believe. the Zs. That's, and I only did as the a, first as, as a person with a, a, a for their first name and last name, I don't believe in the letter Z. They're my, they're my nemesis. So yeah, I don't even, I don't like zebras. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just all bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Speaking of extremes, we're trying to be in the middle, but uh, yeah, I don't believe in that. There's another guy with the name Z who, who talked about <laughs> Alex. I don't even want to, I don't even want to hear it. I'm going to, I'm going to unplug. I'm going to hang up. Can you check out how many uh, psychologists with Z? Yeah, there are a few. And also their, uh, you know, statement has been very important in psychology. So I remember there were three Z psychologists. What about Zig Ziglar, a famous motivational speaker? Yeah. No? And also the Zart. What was the other one? Um, Phil Zimbardo. Zimbardo. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah, 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 I've seen him talk a couple of years ago, APA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we got to the end of our program. And um, I want to thank our listeners who were listening to us. Um, and I want to thank Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade. But also the last statement that i like to hear from each of you, as usual, we then end our program today. The point of the journey is not 
necessarily to arrive. Make sure you pay attention to the journey itself and how you grow and change and become more working your way towards a goal. That's me. Thank you, Dr. Rockers. I will uh, encourage listeners to reflect on what makes a good day, trying to kind of go through on a good day or days that feel okay, even, you know, what stands out to you? What happened to you as well as what did you do? I think it'd be a combination of those things that can contribute to feeling good, feeling okay, and lean into that. It's okay to be okay. It's okay to feel good. How about you, Sede? Um, I want to say, um, you know, life always is not um, fully to our favor. So try to find something out of everything that is not working for you, something positive to be happy about, to be appreciative about, and just go through life with acceptance and experience, whatever comes on your way. I know it's not easy. We always talk about that, but by practice, we can do that. Anything by practice can happen. And I always say we may fall, but we can stand up, get up, and by practicing and trying, we can make it work. So my recommendation is appreciate whatever you have and those things that you don't do your best to reach those goals or to have those things that you want. But as Dan um, said, I uh, have to practice this as well, that find something through the journey to enjoy and appreciate. And if you reach it, great. If you don't, um, maybe try again or um, go to another route for another goal, which is difficult, but we have to practice. With that, I want to wish everyone having a wonderful Saturday. We come back tomorrow to talk about another topic. Yeah,
Sun, the 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 sun,